Welcome to Lighthouse Chapel International, Columbus, Ohio. We invite you to discover the life-changing anointed word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Reverend Gilbert Asamoah is a well-seasoned minister who serves as the General Overseer of the Raccoon Diocese in Lighthouse Chapel International, USA. Founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Hallelujah to Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to acknowledge you in our midst. We thank you that you have fed us with your holy precious words. We pray in Jesus' name that you would open our hearts and give us a word that will become embedded in us. We pray in the name of Jesus that even as we keep coming and going, that your words will make a difference, make an impact in our outlook on life, and that we will take it seriously, and that we will act on it in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Wonderful. We are going to um, continue on the topic started last week out of the book Faith Secrets. And I'm preaching from chapter 21 of the book, which is um, faith will block every arrow targeted at you. Faith will block every arrow targeted at you. Before I get into my message, um, you know, I just want to dissect the topic itself. When you hear Faith will block every arrow targeted at you. Um, you know, it is you can look at it from several angles. First of all, you see that the important thing that you need to block the arrows is clearly identified as the subject of the sentence. Faith. You need faith in order to block every arrow targeted at you. Now, just in case, just in case you might think this is more like a suggestion or it's more like, um, you know, you have a choice in the matter or you don't have to, you know, pay attention to the message of faith. When you hear the word target, what is the, what is the notion the word target comes to mind? Somebody. Aimed at you. Hallelujah. So when someone is targeting something, it's not a random thing, is it? No, no, it's not. It is specific aimed at something. Yes. So when it says faith will block every arrow targeted at you, it brings to mind the notion that certain arrows are targeted at you, that you in particular there are certain things that the enemy wants to bring into your life. And that is a sobering thought. It is Mm -hmm. a sobering thought to come to realize that, um, you know, there is is specific, specific, there is a specific program. And I always use um, soccer uh, examples, even though I wasn't much of a a, a, a soccer player, but I think we can all relate to it. Perfect. You're a good coach for 
Because <laughs> I told you how I went to I went somewhere as a teacher, and the school principal saw me and he said, When I look at his legs, you know, <laughs> if we are playing, if we are playing, you know, inter schools, you know, teacher to teacher, uh, he said he, he said that they have won the lottery by having me on their on their on their team. The uh, rest is history. I won't go into any further details. <laughs> but if you go into a soccer and you one way people win soccer game is that they target certain players. Do you see? Yeah. If the opposing team knows that this particular um, player, when they get the ball, forget it. Once they get the ball, you have lost. So then the whole plan of the game is to target him to make sure he does not get the ball. Yes. And they do that by tackling it so hard that the person does not get a chance. Sometimes you have two or three people marking somebody. Do you get it? And if you are not lucky, not only are they tackling you, they deliberately injure you. They hit you in a way that you get injured so that, you know, before you go to the critical, the critical um, stage of the tournament, the person is already on the bench uh, uh, waiting to recover from an injury. So you see, unless you get a picture of a serious competition that is going on, that you consider yourself as having been endowed, endowed by God, there are certain things, if you are a Christian, your, your situation is very different from a non-Christian. You see, don't allow, don't allow your physical state, don't allow your economic status, don't allow your education, don't allow uh, your social status, your immigrant or non-immigrant mm. status, don't allow any of them fool you or deceive you. Mm. If you are a Christian, you see, there is a special assignment and a special grace and the hand of the Lord upon you the spirit of God upon you, you are marked in the realm of the spirit. Man. And very often, the devil brings distractions, things that will get us distracted so that we will take the fight to the wrong place. Mm. Hallelujah. Man. And so knowing who you are, you know, I mean, that's why if you are a very serious player, um, you must know. Sometimes, you know, um, I, I hear that sometimes the opposing team one way of one way of targeting um, very powerful players that they, they want they, they don't want you to be able to play is they bring people into your life, women and men, who would waste you in a like there's a tournament coming, but you'll be hanging out with people. Um, you will waste all your energies in clubs if you are hanging out with the wrong crowd. Instead of instead of being with the people that you're supposed to be with. In sharpening your skills, are you following? Yeah, it's true. The, the devil will send a, a woman who, after you go with her, you 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 you, you lose your head. <laughs> you, you 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 lose your head. It's like you 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 can't you can't think anymore because oh. what the woman is doing for you is like all your the all the the last bit of sense in you is gone. Mm. And then, by the time you recover yourself, you realize that you have lost something precious. 
Okay? What I'm saying is that you are going to be targeted one way or and the devil knows everybody's weakness. That is why the arrows are specific. An arrow, an arrow that is towards one person will not be sent to you because you, you don't have a, a weakness in that area. Mm. Amen. 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 You might remember um, probably the Thursday last flow prayer meeting. I think the last flow prayer meeting last Thursday. Yes. And as towards the end, Bishop mentioned certain spiritual um, dangers we should try and avoid. One of them was to do things mechanically or going through the motions without understanding the scriptural basis. Mm. Another one was, was not praying about things, not being spiritual about things. And the mm. third one he said was that he said that there are certain desires that each of us have. Your desires are very strong and often become the root through which the devil will seek to destroy you. Mm. I mean, everybody has a different type of desire. Do you see? Some people, their desire to be, to be um, recognized, the desire to be loved, the desire to, to um, you know, so much of a strong desire for somebody to show you affection. That alone can be your demise. Mm. So each of us have something in us which is like a hook. You know, it's like a hook that because the thing is in you, the devil will use a target which is made specifically for that hook so that it will connect to it. Yes. Mm. And that is why when he says faith will block every arrow targeted at you, targeted at you is implying that the arrows are very specific. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, the other one also is that when I see the word every, every arrow, when we see the word every, do you think we are talking about plural or singular, singular uh, arrows? Plural. Plural. When he said the word every arrow, it means that there's several of them. Come. Yeah. <laughs> but the word every is saying that it doesn't matter how many they are. Exactly. If you develop faith, do you get yeah. it? Then you will be able to, as many times as it comes. So that, that means that life, your Christian life and your Christian journey is is a series of arrows that you're going to be meeting at certain vantage points. Mm. Amen. 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 It's a little bit like, you know, the sports is like hurdles. You know, you know, in athletics, hurdles. Yes. Yeah. Do you realize that the hurdles are not put everywhere on the course, but it is spaced strategically at a certain pace on the course? Yeah. And so if you are running hurdles, and you run the first one and you don't keep your eye open and you don't time yourself thinking that, oh, I've run the first one. Then you are a joker. Mm. You know that another one is coming and another one is coming and another one is coming. So you pace yourself and you time yourself. Amen. But you see, so you see that there are two parts. There is the problem. There is the potential for an issue. There is the arrow that is targeted at you. And then there is faith. Amen. The good news is that if you and I would develop faith, we, if you allow ourselves to grow in faith, then it doesn't matter what the arrow the enemy brings. But the mm -hmm. thing is that often we think the arrows are meant only for certain people. Mm 
And then we think sometimes, we also think that uh, maybe, I mean, first of all, you may not consider yourself important enough or, uh, or you may not consider yourself that, I mean, what at all is the devil seeking with you? Or, 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 but every level in the army of God, from the sergeant, the corporal to the top general, every one of us, you see what Jesus said about John the Baptist? That statement is an intriguing statement. Mm -hmm. He made a statement about John. One day, John the Baptist sent um, people to go and ask Jesus a question. Are you he who is to come or should we wait for another? And Jesus said, go and tell John that the blind see, the lame walk, mm. and the gospel gets the gospel, uh, the, the, the poor gets the gospel preached to them. These are the sons of the Messiah. So indirectly, he said that I am the one. So mm. after the people left, when, when the people left, then Jesus turned around and told the people who were hearing him. He said, what do you guys think of John? Mm. And then he described his version of what he thought John was. Do you see? Notice he just allowed the disciples of John to leave before he made the statement. What you say behind somebody's back really matters. If you have something good to say, don't only say it when the person is present or somebody who can carry the message to them. In your normal talking to other people, you can do that. And Jesus decided to commend John about this, even when the people who can go and tell John were not around. Mm. You see, but the statement he made, he said that of all that were that are born among women, woman, there yeah. is none greater than John the Baptist. Amen. Yeah. So everyone, all the descendants of Adam, everyone has to be born of a woman. Is that not so? Yeah, that's true. He made that statement that John the Baptist is greater than all. Yeah. Now that alone, you can take that to the bank. Mm. and start collecting interest. Mm. But after he made that statement, he made another enigmatic statement right after that. Mm. Another statement that if you dissect it, I mean, many people don't think about that because after he made that statement, then he also said, he also said, however, the least in the kingdom of God is greater than he, John the Baptist. Do you get it? He has described John the Baptist as the greatest of all born among women. And remember, John the Baptist was the last prophet before Jesus. When Jesus came, what was the main message he was preaching? Repent for the kingdom of God. Thank you very much. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is here. At hand means it is here. It is here. At hand means it is near. So, Jesus said, of all born among women, John the Baptist is the greatest. He's talking about the old Adamic era. He's talking about everyone who descended purely from the first Adam, John the Baptist is the greatest. He's the greatest because he gets to introduce the Messiah, who is about to, he's about to inaugurate and he's about to introduce a new era in the affairs of men. What is the new era? It is the collision and the invasion of the kingdom of God into the earth realm. Amen. And so John the Baptist is very great. But Jesus is saying that, that if we if we seek to the kingdom of God, then the greatest 
who the greatest of the kingdom that existed before of all that are born among women. When is a born among women, it means that born naturally, born the normal way. But you see, if you are born again in Christ, you are not just born among women. You are not just born of a woman. You are not just a, a mere human I'm being. Enough, if you are born again in Christ, that is, you have been birthed from above. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. And Jesus made a statement that the, 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 the least among Christians, believers, people that have been born back from above, they are greater than John the Baptist. Mm. Because we are looking at night and day. We are looking at, we are not comparing apples and uh, uh, apples and apples, apples and oranges. The, what Jesus is saying that the kingdom of God, if we would grasp it, if we would understand it, if we would know exactly what it means to be to be a believer, to be a Christian, and and the entitlement, we talk about the responsibility, but then also the entitlement, like we read a few weeks ago or maybe last week, how Christ was raised from the dead and He ascended to heaven and we are seated with Him. What that means, Jesus said that the smallest one. So basically, I don't know many of you read Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> yes. Do you remember Gulliver's Travels? Oh, yes. Right. Do you remember in Gulliver's Travels, the, 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 the guy went to two places, right? Yeah. What are the two places? I don't remember the names, but what is the description of the two places? One place where he was the shortest or the smallest, one place where he was the, the giant. Exactly. So, so in one of the places, the people were like little, little, little creatures. Lilliputians. No, the Lilliput. Thank you very much. So yeah. that's Lilliput. In yeah. Lilliput, the normal human being, the normal human self, I forgot the dimensions, was very small. Everybody was small. And that guy became the Because among the Lilliputians, even if you are the shortest man, even if you are shortest where you come from, if you are among the Lilliputians, you are man mountain. Right. Right. <laughs> Do you get it? Yeah. But but then that same person, when, when he went into the land of the giants, he became like a Lilliputian. Right. Are you getting the picture? Yeah. Yes. This is what Jesus meant when he said that John the Baptist is the greatest of all born among women, which is like all human beings, the natural order descending from Adam. But then of those born into the kingdom of God, he said that even if you take the smallest one, the least is greater than John the Baptist. Now, I wanted to chew up on that for a for, uh, the only reason why that's not my message. The only reason why I brought that in is for you to begin to think of your spiritual status as a believer. Mm. Your, your, the, 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 the place you have in the realm of the spirit that you may have belittled it or not have taken it seriously or not, not think that you are anything. But to Jesus, according to Jesus, you are you are great, even if you seem small in the kingdom of God, you are far greater than the greatest of all born the natural way. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, so today we are going to read a certain Old Testament passage that we've read before. And the goal is to open our eyes to spiritual reality. That Because often, often things happen and we tend to interpret everything by a natural something. We, we, we often struggle to associate normal occurrences as there's anything behind it. Mm. 
But when, after you read this passage, you will see that normal everyday day-to-day things, sometimes things are not what they seem. Mm-hmm. And then you will take more seriously the need to develop your faith in order to deflect the arrows that the enemy seeks to target at you. But first of all, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16, which is where the arrows are mentioned. Above all, take taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now, the passage in the Old Testament I was referring to is in 1 Kings King. chapter 22. First Kings chapter 22. We are going to read this passage, which will show you that physical things are often triggered in the spiritual realm. Man. All right. Is everybody tracking with me? Yes. That's right. Beautiful. Now, three years passed without war between Syria and Israel. Now, let's pause here for a moment. Okay. Israel and Syria were at war constantly all the time, but there was a three-year truce. There was a three-year period that there was no war. You would think somebody would continue to enjoy this peace. But what happens in verse 2? Keep going. Then it came to pass in the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went down to visit the king of Israel. By the way, Jehoshaphat was ruling over the southern kingdom. The southern two kingdoms. You know, after Solomon died, the kingdom was divided into two, the northern and the southern. Mm-hmm. And, and then um, Rehoboam was ruling over the south, and then Jeroboam was ruling over the north. So yeah. you have Israel, and then the southern kingdom combined, um, was um, Judea or Judah. And yeah. so Jehoshaphat is the king of Judah, descended from King David. And he goes up to visit the king of Israel, who, by the way, at that time was Ahab. Good old Ahab. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) Now, by the way, the king of uh, Judah, if you read it from 2 Chronicles, uh, uh, you know, 18, which we are not going to read, you find out that Ahab was related by marriage to, I mean, Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat has given, I think, his son to marry Ahab's daughter, or maybe his daughter has married Ahab's son, something like that. So, right. so there was, a, there was a, something going on besides the father, all of them def- descended from Abraham. So, okay. if Jehoshaphat is going to visit uh, 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 Ahab, you know what I'm saying is that there's a lot more going on than just one king visiting another. There's right. a family uh, relationship also. Okay, right. keep going. And the king of Israel, you see, MS, for some strange reason, in this particular passage, it's only towards the end that you hear Ahab. They kept calling him the king of Israel. But this Ahab we are talking about. Mm -hmm. So the king of Israel said to his servants, do you know that Ramoth Gilead is ours? Mm -hmm. By the way, Ramoth Gilead is a city which is bordering uh, on the border of Israel and and, um, Syria. Okay. So he's telling his, his servants, the people at his court, do you know that Ramon Gilead is ours? Ramon Gilead, but we hesitate to take it out of the hand of the king of Syria. So in other words, Syria has captured it for some time and we allow him to keep it. But don't you know it's actually part of our territory? Mm-hmm. So he said to Jehoshaphat, that is Ahab, said to Jehoshaphat, will you go with me to fight at Ramon Gilead? 
So, so, so you see that there's a reason for the war. What's the reason? To take to back go, the land. To take yeah. back Ramon Gilead. Okay. Yeah. But keep in mind, proud to this, proud to this, there were three years of no war. Okay. But he is now going to trigger a war with the aim of getting more land. Yeah. You get it. And now he wants to add Jehoshaphat to the war. You see, if you have a friend, be careful that they don't, they, they don't, they don't instigate you to go and fight certain wars you are not supposed to fight. Every time you are traveling, you have to pray. You have to pray because when you are on a plane, everybody on the plane, if somebody, if there's an arrow targeting somebody on the plane in order for the plane to go and collapse somewhere, you're on the plane too. Okay. So you see, you, you pray not only for yourself, but for people on the plane. Do you get it? Because yeah. whatever happens to them can affect you. That is how, look, after we finish this passage, you will take life a little bit more seriously. Things are not what they seem. There are spiritual strings being pulled. Amen. Okay? So now, Ahab is inviting Jehoshaphat to come with him to fight to get Ramoth Gilead back. And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as you are. My people as your people. My horses as your horses. You know what that means. <laughs> it's like, if you are going to war, I'm, yeah. I'm at war. Yeah, I need to if get you that. need an army, my, my armies are, are your armies. Yeah. So, in other words, the long, short answer is yes, I will go with you. Yeah. Then Jehoshaphat, who, by the way, is a, more spiritual than Ahab. You know what Ahab did? Ahab married Jezebel, and the, and, the, and the two of them plunged Israel into adultery, and they didn't, they, they didn't really believe in the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that much, but his friend, Jehoshaphat, who is a Christian, advised him that, look, if you want to go to war, let's inquire for the word of the Lord. Let's ask what God thinks. Mm -hmm. It's good to have good friends. So Jehoshaphat advised Ahab. Okay, let's go. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together. You have to watch this very closely. Okay? He gathered the prophets. When he said gathered the prophets, you could assume that these were people who were the known prophets, the people who are known to speak on behalf of God. Right. Okay, he gathered these prophets together. Keep going. Now it's blank on my screen, unless uh, oh, so is, is there not so? So, so Joseph has said, Is there not still a pro no, no, no? I think we've, no, we've we kind of jumped ahead. Just skip something. Oh, yes. Yeah, six. six. We're all six right now. Yes. They gathered 400 men. So there are 400 prophets and said to them, so he's inquiring of them, shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to fight? By the way, before we even start this conversation, how many know what Ahab was already deciding to do? To go. Because this is what triggered the whole thing. He was already yeah. planning to go. Yeah. He was planning to go and claim this land. Yeah. And he just wants what? Confirmation. Sometimes people have already decided something that they have planned to do. Sometimes it's very interesting. A church member has already planned to do something. And they, they call the pastor, what do you think? And, 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 and it's like the way the thing is framed. You are going to, it's like, it's like the only one answer is, is expected. <laughs> the person is not expecting any other answer. Do you see? So, yeah. so he, now he was. But by the way, actually, it was not his idea to inquire of the Lord. 
He was going to go, but Jehoshaphat advised that we should, we should ask what the Lord said. So they brought these 400 prophets, and then he asked them, shall I go against Ramon Gilead to find, or shall I refrain? So they said, go up, for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king. I don't know this prophet. I don't, only one of them is named. But they gave a hasty answer. Do you get it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know whether they want to wait on the Lord. I don't know whether you see, people can be people can be speaking on behalf of God, but they may be speaking from their help. Mm. Not necessarily always they are speaking the word of the Lord. Right. Praise praise so, singers. Yes. So Joseph said, now Joseph apparently didn't seem to believe the four hundred prophets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he said, "Is there not still a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of him?" I mm. mean, what else do you need? Four hundred people have testified. What else do you need? But somehow his gut told him that mm, mm. I, I, I want to hear a, a real prophet. Yeah. So he's asking that is there not another prophet? Next verse. So the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, there is still one man. There's still one man. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that guy called Micaiah, the son of Imla, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him. Mm. <laughs> the word hate is a very strong word. He didn't even say, I don't like him. He said, I hate him. Why? Why does he hate him? Because he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. <laughs> Is it sometimes people don't want to hear the truth? Mm. And when you tell them the truth, they make you their enemy. Yeah. Mm. So he doesn't like um, uh, uh, Micaiah. Actually, okay. he hates him. He yeah. hates his guts. And mm. Jehovah, Jehoshaphat said, let not the king say such things. Such things. Mm. Jehoshaphat was the more spiritual one, trying to straighten his, his brother, his friend Ahab. Okay. All right. Let's go. Then the king of Israel called an officer and said, bring Micaiah, the son of Imlah, quickly. The king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, having put on their robes, sat each on his throne at a threshing floor at the entrance of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets prophesied before them. So it's like Samaria is the state capital and, and they, are, they are sitting in their royal regalia, regalia and they are sitting there waiting to hear what the prophets will say. The prophets who are finished saying, they kept on prophesying. And now we are waiting for Micaiah to arrive. Right. Now Zedekiah, the son of Chenana, had made horns of iron for himself. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's one of the prophets. He had made horns of iron for himself. And he said, that says the Lord. With this, <laughs> you shall gall the Syrians until they are destroyed. Wow. <laughs> you see, just because, just because somebody says that says the Lord does not mean it's the Lord speaking. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people have certain a, a, a preconceived description of how a, what a prophet looks like. Do you see? Yeah. I mean, in certain circles, if you're a prophet, you need to be very sweaty. As you are prophesying and preaching, you, you are sweating a lot. So you need to have you need to have a thick towel. As a matter of fact, you need more than one. You need about three or four spares. So you get it. And you need to talk at a certain space, pace yourself a certain way 
And even if that is not your nature, if you want to be a serious prophet recognized, you need these accoutrements in order to be uh, uh, recognized. Mm -hmm. So, prof uh, uh, prophet, uh, what is his name? Zedekiah. Zedekiah. He, he got himself a horn. And then using this as a prophetic symbol, he said, that says the Lord, you are going to go, you're going to destroy uh, Syria. Well, he was, peddling, he was peddling his product, the horn, the, the exactly. iron horn. <laughs> <laughs> you see, so you see, so you see, there are a lot of messages hidden in this passage. Mm. You know, there are many themes going around. Yeah. And, and as I go around, I try to kind of comment on them, even though that's not my main message. But right. you see, that also, this also tells you to be very careful about the spiritual um, math pieces that you follow. Amen. Be very careful that you don't go after anyone just because they call, they, they seem powerful. They seem like they, they got, um, you know, I mean, you, you need to know the Lord and you need to know his voice and you need to know who God has sent to you. Yes. Even though it, the person may be unassuming, okay? So all the prophets prophesy so, saying, go up to Ramon Gilead and prosper. For the Lord will deliver it into the king's hand. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then the messenger who had gone to call Micaiah spoke to him, saying, Now listen, the words of the prophet with one accord <laughs> encourage the king. Please let your word be like the word of one of them <laughs> and speak encouragement. <laughs> you realize that this is good advice if you want to save your skin, if you want to save your head. <laughs> Okay, just go, go along with the flow. Go, go, the line. Along, yeah, go with the flow. <laughs> go with the flow. Join the yeah. flow service. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you see, a true prophet aligns themselves with the word of the Lord. Amen. And, and it's not afraid. It's not afraid to for the consequences. So Micaiah said, as the Lord lives, whatever the Lord says to me, that I will speak. Mm. That ought to be our stance, my dear brother and my Amen. dear sister. Then Micaiah came to the king, and the king said to him, Micaiah, shall we go to war against Ramon Gilead, or shall we refrain? And he answered him, go and prosper, for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king. Now pause here for a moment. Okay. Because, because we are not there in terms of this actual statement, you know, in terms of the physical audio, we don't have an audio of this. But right. I, I, must, I, must, I would like to have an audio and video of this. <laughs> my, my own sense, my own sense was that this is probably a sarcastic yeah. statement. I agree. That Makaya is making. That you, you go, go, you go. go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so next verse. Then he came, okay, so the king said to him, how many times shall I make you swear that you will tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? So somehow, <laughs> somehow, Ahab felt like when he said you go, yeah. he felt, because he already said that he only prophesied evil. So it is unusual for Micaiah to agree with him. <laughs> yeah, It's very unusual. So, mm. so, so, so somehow Ahab felt like, I don't think what you are saying, you really mean it. So please come clean and tell me exactly how you feel, exactly what the Lord is saying. Mm -hmm. Next verse. Mm. Then he said, watch this. This is Micaiah speaking. I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep 
that have no shepherd. Mm. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let mm. each return to his house in peace. So now, before we continue, this is like a, he's answering by a parable. But I mean, can you read this parable to indicate the answer? Yes. What is the answer yeah. he's giving? Don't go. <laughs> Don't go. But if you go, what will happen? You'll be defeated. You will die because you yeah. are the shepherd. You, the king, are the leader. Yeah. And if you are going to, if if, if the, he said that the, 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 they were scattered, the sheep have no shepherd. You know, by the way, this thing was also quoted in, I believe, Ezekiel, and it was also alluded to in Matthew 9 36. If you are familiar okay. with that, we took okay. the exams. Uh, so, <laughs> these have no master. Let each return. So, so, this is his answer in the parable. Yeah. And it seems like Ahab understood it. Verse 18. Next verse. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, did I not tell you he will not prophesy good concerning me but evil? <laughs> but you see, why do you go and ask him if you don't want to hear the truth? Why do you want to ask him? Wow! <laughs> <laughs> then Micaiah said, Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. So now he's going to give the first statement he made in the parable of the shepherd and the people scattering was like what you call an executive summary. Okay. You get it? Yeah. But now he's going to give the full story, the full body content of the, of the, of the passage. He mm -hmm. said, I saw the Lord. I mean, if we were to ask you, whoever, among the 401 prophets, Okay, so far, based on what you have heard, whose word would you really pay attention to more? Micaiah. So, yeah. so now, whatever Micaiah is saying is actually the reason why I brought us to read this passage. Micaiah is going to tell us a spiritual reality that goes beyond the discussion taking place at the court of Ahab. Okay. And that mm. goes beyond what is happening in Ramoth Gilead. That goes beyond what Chenaya is holding his horns these horns, and he's saying you are going to go. All of that are shenanigans. There are there, there, there are things called spiritual shenanigans, and some mm. of a lot of them are shelly. There's nothing in it, but people go through these things in order to create the appearance of spiritual reality when mm. there is nothing in it. Mm. Uh. My dear Christian friend, know God for yourself. Take mm. the scriptures literally and take it by faith. Amen. Listen to your pastor. Listen to the prophet. Take Amen. the book seriously. The things that we are we are talking about, that is it. Mm. Don't go looking for uh, uh, Chenaniah's horns, which seem to be loud, seems mm. to be uh, impressive. Mm. So now let's listen to um, Micaiah before the time runs out. I saw the Lord sitting <coughs> on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by on his right hand and on his left. He saw heavenly vision. And the Lord said, listen to this very carefully, my dear friend. The, you see, before Ahab plans to go to war in, in, uh, in Ramoth Gilead, mm -hmm. a discussion is happening in the spiritual realm at the court of God. Wow. And the Lord is asking who will go? Who will persuade Ahab to go up? that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead. Mm. So one spoke in this manner and another spoke in that manner. So pause here for a moment. 
do you realize that certain fights that you go and fight is actually triggered in the spiritual realm? Wow. Something, something triggers you. Something triggers people to do things. And you yes. don't know there is a spiritual trigger. Yes. But in this particular instance, what is going to trigger is actually orchestrated by heaven. Because when God has determined to bring judgment, because every attempt at bringing somebody to repent and to bring somebody to restoration to God does not help, then God has no choice but to let you have your own way. And mm. actually, like what Jesus told uh, Judas, it's one of those enigmatic statements in the gospel. Jesus told Judas, whatever thou want, want to do, do it quickly. <laughs> what was he going to yeah. do? He was going to betray him. <laughs> he was yeah. going to sell him to that. But Jesus seems to, seems to encourage him to go and do it because that is what he had decided to do. So do it quickly. Do it quickly so, so it will be over. It will be over, over with. So that, so yeah. that it will be over with. Yeah. Because Jesus already knew what was going to happen. If I'm going to die, uh, they say a slap that is inevitably yours is better received at once. Yes. So, 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 so you see that the, in the spiritual realm, there are triggers. Mm. There are things that instigate things. And it can be for good or for evil. In this instance, the Lord has determined it is time for Ahab to be judged. But Ahab is not going to die. I mean, how is Ahab going to die if he's not sick? If he's not sick, he's not going to die. He's, I mean, he's not going to, he's going to keep growing. So God has chosen one. So, so God is asking his courtiers. God is asking the people around heaven. How are we going to get rid of this guy? This bad guy. How are you going to get rid of him? <laughs> Do you get it? Yeah. Next verse. Then a spirit came forth and stood before the Lord. Mm. Don't ask me what spirit it was. Whether it's an angel, a demon. You and I know very little. Perhaps we know 0.0001% of what I call the kingdom of the spirits. The mm. spiritual world. Because we have not invested time in it. We have, not, we have become so engrossed in, in our day-to-day -day life. And we fight useless battles. But there's the real world out there that actually impacts. So a spirit came before the Lord. The scripture doesn't explain what, how long or tall the spirit is, whether it's a, a demon or a, a, an angel. What type of spirit, we don't know. All we know is that God is looking for help. In the same way God used the Babylonians to punish Israel, and Babylonians were not God's people, don't be surprised God can use a spirit who is looking for something to do. To, to, to achieve his aim. And this spirit is telling the Lord, I will persuade Ahab. I will persuade him. Next verse. The Lord said to him, in what way? <laughs> so it's like they're having a discussion. Right. The Lord said, convince me, convince me. Tell me how you're going to do it. Because I want this guy gone so bad. <laughs> you know, I, we, we need to vet, we need to vet your, we need to vet your Ahab elimination program. We need to vet it here at the court. We need to vet your Ahab elimination strategies. Discuss with me. He said, I will go out. Listen to this very carefully. I will go out and be what? A lying spirit in the mm. mouth of all his prophets. Prophets, wow. Watch it. These are not the lost prophets. These are Ahab's wow. prophets. 
These are prophets who are probably fed by Ahab. They are prophets that are on his payroll. Yeah. So, so, so they do his bidding. And therefore, I will go as a lion's spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Mm. This is being discussed in the heavenly realm, in the spiritual realm. Decisions are being made about things that should happen to you and I. If we won't be serious and take our spiritual life seriously and invest in it and take God's word seriously, this is what is happening behind our back. Mm. So after the person has put up the uh, Ahab elimination uh, 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 steps, the Lord said, you shall persuade him and also prevail. Go out and do what? Do so. Yeah. <laughs> so do you see, do you see before we read this dimension from Micaiah, all the 400 prophets had already prophesied. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. So it will seem like this is what has happened. But Micaiah saw it before it happened. Micaiah hmm. saw how a conversation was had in the spiritual realm. He saw how a lying spirit was sent. So that is why all these prophets are telling the Same king, thing. go. Yeah. And Jeremiah, so. being so confident of himself with his horn that he has made, <laughs> is, 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 is actually not knowing that he's under the influence, mm. not, of, mm. not of alcohol, but mm. under the influence of a lying spirit who has sought permission, permission oh, wow. from the Lord God Almighty that yes, go and deceive Ahab so he will go into Ramoth Gilead. Oh. How many of our decisions that we made are led by the spirit of God? Wow. Uh, how many are as a result that we are misled by the enemy? With God's permission, because when God tried to talk to us, we didn't listen. Mm. Pray about that. Mm. Therefore, look, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours, and the Lord has declared disaster That's against that. you. Wow. <laughs> this is Micaiah speaking. Mm. Now, Zedekiah, the son of Chenana, he went at near and struck Micaiah on the cheek. Mm. Because he, he is not going with the program. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that the guy was probably the chief of the of the yeah. first prophet. He was yeah. probably the head man over there. So he wanted to strike him and said, "Which way? Listen to look. If you, I mean, this is so funny. Which yeah. way did the spirit from the Lord go from me to speak mm. to you? Uh. So this is at the height of deception. Yeah. Actually, no. Hold that verse for a moment. Zedekiah is at the heart of deception. He is saying that I have the monopoly of the spirit of God. Mm. You get it? Do you understand? Yeah. I own the Holy I own the spirit of God. And if the spirit of God is done talking through me, then he goes to somebody else with my permission. Wow. And then and then he allows you to say one or two things. But remember, I have to say most of it, but I am the one. That determines the flow of the spirit. And so actually, I didn't feel this, the spirit leave me to come to you. Therefore, I don't mm. believe what you are saying. Because mm. I can feel the goosebumps. I can still feel the spirit is with me. <laughs> so how can you convince me that the spirit left me? Which way did the spirit go? I didn't wow. see the spirit go. Therefore, you, uh, Micaiah, I don't believe what you are saying. Because I still feel the spirit is on me. Ooh, ooh. Where is my towel? Where is my towel? Where is my horn? This is, the, this, this is the height of deception. When you are on a false road 
and you actually believe in your own lies. Yeah. It is all spiritual. The evil one has taken complete control and Zedekiah doesn't even know it. He has so much confidence that he actually goes to slap the one who is telling the truth. He goes to slap him. Right. Next verse. Now Micaiah said, indeed, you shall see on that day when you go into an inner chamber to hide. Wow. He said, in order for you to feel the spirit, if you really seek the Lord, go to an inner chamber and wait on God. The moving of the spirit is not by horns, it's not by making a fleet, it's not by a big noise, and it's not by external signs. It's not by something you do outwardly to impress. Mm. It's when you wait on God in secret places and the Lord endows you. That's why Jesus said that, he said that whatever you, you say in the secret place, the Lord will bring it out. So, so he's advising him, when you go into an inner chamber and hide, uh, then you, you, you send the spirit around and what you are doing is just spiritual shenanigans. Right. Mm. 26. So the king of Israel said, take Micaiah and return him to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to Joash, the king's son. And say, that says the king, put this fellow in prison. <laughs> <laughs> and feed him with what? Bread of affliction and water of affliction until I come in what? In peace. peace. Until I come what? In peace. Peace. You Mm. see? So in other words, the reason why this is working is because he has been more convinced and swayed by the lying spirit speaking through the prophets than the spirit of God speaking the truth. The big question is, what has more sway on your mind? Wow. Is it the spirit of the Lord has more strength on your mind, or you are so convinced by other voices that you don't even see the voice of God? And so, 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 rather you relegate the voice of the Lord and you rather find the word of the Lord as not the truth, and you are so convinced that actually, if they, they let you, you go and stand in front of your pastor's gate and mm. shake it and tell your mm. pastor that if you are a man, come out. If I'll you show come, you I'll run you. I'll run you out of town. Like somebody told his pastor. <laughs> Devils have taken over. Wow. Okay. And Micaiah said, "If you ever return in peace, <laughs> the Lord has not spoken by me." And he said, <laughs> "Take heed, all you people. Let's keep going. <laughs> I, I hope I can finish." So the king of Israel and the king of uh, the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramoth Gilead. Jehoshaphat too followed him. He has made a pact. Yeah. He has made a pact with him. And I, listen to this. Listen to this. <laughs> the mm. king of Israel, Ahab, said to Jehoshaphat, "I will disguise myself and mm. go into battle, but you put on your royal robes." Mm-hmm. So that the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. So Ahab, it looks like he felt like he might die. He was afraid a little bit, but something <laughs> is something is pushing him. Right. So he said he would disguise himself so that he would not be what noticed. Right. He would not be noticed that he's the king because there's a way the king's dressed. Mm-hmm. He said I would disguise myself. So he probably dressed normally, but you, Jehoshaphat, dress your normal royal robe. Oh, and Jehoshaphat too put the, the royal robe on. <laughs> I don't be know what's happening. It's like, why are you doing that? Now the king of Syria, listen to this, listen to this. This is the this is the this is the key verse. 
the king of Syria had commanded the 32 captains of his chariot, saying, Fight with no one, small or great, but only with the king of Israel. Which war, which countries go to war? That the, the opposing army tells that the main aim of the war is only for you to, I mean, only the king. Yeah. They go to war and kill as many soldiers as they want to kill. Right. But this one, this is what you call target. The person has been targeted. Uh-huh. This is the verse that tells you that Ahab has been specifically targeted. It has been determined in heaven. It is not translating in um, somebody deciding and he calls his captains, look, when you go, don't bother to fight anybody. Ahab is who I want. So when the captains of the terror saw Jehoshaphat, they said, surely it is the king of Israel. Why? Because he's dressed in royal robes. Right. Surely. Therefore, they turned aside to fight against him. And Jehoshaphat cried out. <laughs> hey, I'm not the one. <laughs> <laughs> that verse. Oh, man. And it happened. When the captains of the channel saw that it was not the king of Israel, they turned back from pursuing him. They let him go. Because he's not the target. The arrow is not meant for him. Oh, wow. Okay. 34. Now a certain man, look at the a certain man drew a bow at random. Look at those, look at that phrase. At what? Yeah. Random. random. Yeah. What may appear like a random arrow mm. or random bow is not necessarily random because heaven has already determined. So he drew a random and struck the king of Israel between the joints of his armor. Mm. There's that there's an armor that me somewhere with a small opening. So he said to the driver of his chariot, turn around and take me out of the battle, for I am wounded. wounded. Mm -hmm. The battle increased that day, and the king was propped up in his chariot, facing the Syrians, and and died at evening. The blood ran out from the wound onto the floor of the chariot. Now, if you were to continue going, you will see that even when they washed the chariot, the blood... Water, the, the, the blood, uh, the, the blood, and the water mixture flow somewhere, and the dogs went to lick it, which also right. fulfilled another prophecy yeah. that had been said about Ahab that yeah. he's going to die in a way that dogs will lick his, his blood. Yeah, wow. But this is how Ahab died. Mm. It was it was planned, it was it was a plan. I'm going to end here, but I'm going to end by saying that take your spiritual life seriously, amen. You don't know plots and plans that have happened. Mm. And the Bible said, this is the victory that we have. Mm. Even our faith. Mm. This is a window into the spiritual realm. And it it seeks for us to awake from our Mm. slumber and pay attention to the word of God, like Brother Ishmael was saying. And let us actually believe it and live it and grow in your faith so that you can block the arrows that the enemy sends in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for your grace and mercy. We pray that we will take seriously your word and apply it and grow in our faith so that no arrow of the enemy will get to us in Jesus' name. Now let's bring the Lord our offering also. Let's bring the Lord an offering. Heavenly Father, we take an act of faith 
and we give to you because we believe. Yeah. We commit our offerings to you and we invite you to bless it. Let it speak at your throne as an act of worship as we acknowledge you as the God of gold and silver that you will cause your children also to do well so that we, have, we shall have more to support the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Amen.